You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Uh, some would call me the co-host of this show, Ben. Some might, some, and those yeah. some would be wrong. Well, would they, I mean, certainly also hosting the show, I think you would agree. I would, I, not even a little bit, not, <laughs> not even remotely. Not even, not even close. I like to think that when we come on this show, what's really happening is that I am here as, hmm, maybe, maybe I like to think of myself both as host and guest. Wow. In a way. What are you leaving me with here? Well, next to nothing. Effectively. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next to nothing. Yeah. No. So I think what I like to think, I'm yeah. just here. So you're not talking to no one. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. You're like, you're like, you know how on late night shows very frequently they'll have like the guest who's like the, the famous person who comes yeah. and sits in the chair. Then you got like the host who like realistically everybody's like watching and for the host, like let's be honest. And then you've got like that other guy who occasionally like helps like prod the conversation along. Like if there's like a lull or right, you know, like they, they're like, they're like kind of like the filler banter person. Yeah. That's what I like to think of you as. Oh, wow. What happened to like most specialist guest? Well, I think that ship sailed. Oh, but you may have caused what? that ship to sail. I don't think so. I think that you were like, I think you were like, no, I'm not a special guest. I'm a co-host. And I was like, well, if we're going to put you on the co. If we're going to put you on staff, then we got to, we got to like give you a role, you know, kind of make yeah. you co-host. Make, exactly. You important exactly. <laughs> I don't know if there's, a, I don't know if there's room on the business card for co-host. Ben, who had the fun fact about coyotes last week? You did. I and did. I thought you did right? a fantastic job. I thought you did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the fun fact about coyotes. So let's go ahead and dive on into everybody's favorite segment. A fun fact about coyotes. Let's do it. Oh! Today's fun fact is not actually about coyotes at all, but last week I talked about how uh, packs of animals uh, very frequently have very almost extremely fitting names, and so uh, a group of coyotes is called a band of coyotes. A band of coyotes. Uh, A group of jellyfish is called a smack of jellyfish. But we decided that current was a better group. We did decide that current, I know, you're right, I still... For some reason, I'm like really like stuck on the smack thing just because it's like a smack is like not even remotely close to. Yeah, it's not like remotely close to a word that describes a collective now in any way, shape or form. Right. Oh, my gosh. Do you know now we have talked before here on the pop about how our caves, our uh, our high school does not list you or I as notable alumni. We have mentioned it. Yeah, it's come up and the little colonels have done their best to get us on the page with no success yet. Yet. It, they've had success. It's gone up. It's come down. It's good. <laughs> we have, you know what? What we learned was that apparently you need some amount of like, like one accolades. Oh, right. That was, that was part of it. So like one way we could go about that would be like trying to win like a streamy or something. However, as you know, we've also set up other sorts of um, shenanigans where we're trying to sway the vote of a local magazine to name us the best unnamed thing in Roanoke. Well, I mean, I think we've earned city. it. I think we have earned it. 
And that's one step. Anyway, that's not the point I'm trying to make here. I'm trying to say is that we know the little kernels are, are, are good at updating Wikipedia to reflect what it should say. Yeah, of course. I'm just saying that if somewhere on Wikipedia it describes jellyfish as a smack of jellyfish, maybe we should update the vernacular to say a current of jellyfish. You know what I mean? I see what you're you saying. You see what I'm saying? So like we, we like literally, so like when you're on the Kilimanjaro safari tour at Disney world. Yeah. And they're doing the bit where they tell you like, you know, the group of flamingos is called the flamboyant. Exactly. You know, like they'll be like, Oh, and fun fact, even though we don't have any, you know, on this particular tour, cause we're supposed to be like on safari. Yeah. A group of jellyfish formerly referred to as a smack mm. now referred to as a current. That's right. As a current. It really is better. It, it's such a better word because they float on a current. They do. They do. And exactly that. if they zap you, it is with a current of electricity. Ish. 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 You know, I don't know how jellyfish work and electricity and stuff, but to me, that is a double layered meaning for a current of jellyfish. I think it's a fantastic double layered mm. meaning and I'm, I'm all for it. There I'm all go. for it. I think that, I think that we should officially start the lobby to rename a group of jellyfish from smack, even though it's beloved to current, to current, to current, which is actually very fitting for today's uh, fun fact about coyotes, which oh, yeah. is not about coyotes at all, which is not, a, a, this is the first episode of the pop that we're ever airing live on the super Carlin brothers YouTube channel. So you get to see what we look like and where we sit and where we sit. Do, do we, do we match what you imagine, what you imagined in your head is the one true host trophy exactly where you thought it would be? Yeah. I think most people probably are like, maybe it should be right there. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, definitely, right. Definitely do not not make it askew. <laughs> um, but I see you made it askew too. I made it askew the right way. Um, so the fun fact about coyotes though, because there could be people who are listening for the first time. They're like, Oh, is it a fun fact about coyotes? But it's actually just a fun fact about anything. No, it's usually a fun fact about specifically coyotes. Usually, usually, but today, no, uh, n- nothing better than the first time that we do something to make an exception to an ongoing rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you're doing is accidentally making the exception to the rule, the new rule. Yeah, maybe that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, no. Maybe maybe if we've run out of fun fact about coyotes, we call it the fun fact about coyotes, but it's really just, here's a fun fact. I don't feel like we're ever going to run out about fun facts about coyotes. Well, I am wholeheartedly in agreement on that. Yeah. I mean, the coyotes are just majestic creatures. <laughs> they have so much to offer to the world of interest. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, today I got a fantastic email from a Kerrigan Holt uh, who came up with a spectacular name. So we call the, the people who tune in to popcorn culture the little kernels the kernels yeah uh if you're, which, if you're which, watching for the first time congrats you are congrats. now one you're a little kernel you are a little kernel but the idea was to give a group of little kernels a name and the name that kerrigan came up with i thought was so perfect it's a theater a theater a theater a theater of little kernels a theater of kernels no that's so good right it's great because it's like it's like when you like i think of especially in the context that we're we're using popcorn is very like movie theater popcorn right you know, like, like, okay. So then let me ask you, let's say, let's say you're going to make some, make some popcorn for yourself. Yeah. You are, you've got your little container of unpopped kernels. You've got the stove going, you've got like the oil in the pan. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. Right. If you're, if you're like, oh, I need like a, if you're, if you're referring to the current, the little kernels, those as well, would you call that like a theater? I would as well from now on. So any collection of unpopped popcorn is a theater, a theater, a theater of kernels, a theater of kernels. So it's like, you don't, it's not like, Hey, can you uh, pass me that uh, canister of, uh, popcorn you'd be like can you pass me that theater of kernels yeah when you said canister before i was like <laughs> that didn't uh, make sense i was like I, um kind of weird word choice but okay 
<laughs> I mean, I if like I can I can use context clues to understand what you're going for, but like kind right. of barely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you pour in like a like a half cup of the theater. No, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. No. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. It can still be a half cup of kernels. A half cup of kernels. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But but that half cup came out of your theater of kernels. My theater of kernels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is better. I think so too, because yeah. the vessel in which they're sold in is an unspecified size. How you know? far does it? How far back does this go? If you have like a a, a cornfield. A cornfield. Yeah. Is that still a cornfield or is this now like a, a uh, like a, you know, a drive-in theater or something? There's something I really enjoy about <laughs> the outdoor. thought that like, <laughs> if you pass a cornfield, it's like, look kids, a theater of corn. A theater of corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like it, it makes the cornfields just that much greater, which I mean, let's be honest, cornfields were great to begin with. And so They're I mean, big. even, even better, better described, better described. Yeah. Okay, so people watching, or maybe maybe this, I have a feeling where a lot of new people are watching this particular episode, so they might be wondering why we have a popcorn trophy on the table here. Yeah, the one true host that says the one true host. Well, I think there's a fantastic story about it. Yeah, really. I mean, it's it's kind of one of my favorite things about everything that we do professionally. Okay, is this particular trophy uh-huh. and where it sits <laughs> on the table? Right. Um, so the one true host has been has been an ongoing battle. Uh, well, to call it a battle, you'd really have to have two people really fighting. Mm. <laughs> it hasn't been close. <laughs> it was as close as it's ever been last week. I last think. Last week. Okay. Yeah. So uh, well, let's let's apply some context because it also comes with an announcement. Okay. So basically, uh, when we started the show, we were like, okay, this this would be like a fun a fun way for us to determine who is the one true host of the show right. week in, week out. And we have, of course, myself, Buzzy B, and then, of course, you, Jazzy J. Jazzy J. Jazzy J, which are, which are like the two the two options available, mm-hmm. although there, there's always been also a third option, uh, which, was, no host. which would be host neither. Host neither. In, in, in the event of a host neither win, we would start the episode with about 15 seconds just silence and, no one no one introducing anything no one introducing anything and we would just immediately go into banter you know it would be like 15 seconds of silence and then like we'd, we'd really have to like practice our a game to be able to just like immediately pick up like with no with no like uh yeah impromptu like no no lead-in argument about the the co-host special guest i know i think yeah. both both of us would would co-hate upon host neither oh yes um either way so the the way that we have this determined we have a patreon for popcorn culture uh patreon.com slash popcorn culture and there are three tiers each of them all provide the same thing right uh, which is basically bonus content uh we we do a after the final pop each after week. After the final pop, that where, is, yeah. Yeah, where you can tune in, get a little extra bonus action. That's right. Which I will say, you know, like you and I are like long-winded talkers. We, yeah, after the final pop started as like a like a 10, I think the intent was like about 10 minutes. Yeah, 10, maybe, maybe we'll 15. Go more. Yeah. I think the last you have gone well over 20. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we're just little, little chatty Cathy's over here. That's us. That's us. That's us. So anyway, uh, but you know, as, as patrons have come on, they have chosen their tiers and, uh, so far I've been able to, to hold the trophy. Yeah. Whatever tier has the most people signed or what? Yeah. Whatever, whatever tier has the most people signed up, that is who the current host is. And so thus, thus far, Buzzy B has been in the lead. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Although we could shake things up. We could. Because we're launching three new tiers. Three new tiers, which are basically going to be very very similar to the existing tiers. Yes. Right. Yes. So right. We, we're going to have the, the new tier is going to be $25 a month and it's, it's coming with quarterly exclusive popcorn culture merchandise. So every three months, basically we'll have like a new piece of merch that we specifically create 
right that goes to those patrons right so the, it's just like exclusive once a quarter something to do with the show you get a fun thing yeah exactly exactly right. and I want, I want to talk about that just for a split second because this is something I've thought about a lot of times like if somebody and I've seen it come in all shapes and sizes as people like support people they like on on YouTube or on podcasts or you know any platform gamers and stuff there's a huge variety of different ways that you could support somebody like it could just be simply watching their content which is obviously first and foremost why they're going to be there right um plenty of people interact with sponsorships that that creator might have uh purchasing merchandise supporting on patreon buying merchandise right you know there, there's a bunch of different things you can do we we have a coffee company ourselves carlin brothers coffee that uh you can have a coffee subscription to and i've always wondered like if somebody were to ask me like what's the best way to support you it, it's sort of a, a tricky answer because it's like just it can go any which number of ways. But one of the things that that my personal experience with being a creator is that like you want to make really cool merch for people, especially if you got like just a super fun inside joke like with your audience and it's like, ah, oh, like let's let's do that. But we're we're not like in, in creators in general, I would say, uh, hopefully not too much of a sweeping declaration, but uh, maybe really good analysts when it comes to like being like a purchasing manager, which is like you can have like a degree in that oh, specific yeah, right. job. Yeah, like <laughs> like it's it's something like predicting, you know, the correct number of things to order. And so, I mean, it can happen all the time. And I'm, I'm sure that we're not the only people that this has happened to where you create a piece of merchandise, you buy however many units, you know, and then you just don't sell them at all. Right. You just like totally flop. <laughs> <laughs> you totally flop. And so typically like as a creator, you're having, you know, you're of course fronting the expenses associated with creating that merchandise. Right. And then, you know, kind of as a result, if you don't sell enough of it, you know, you might break even or lose, like literally lose money on, on the idea or whatever. Yeah. Um, Can I tell, let me, okay. I'm going to tell the story of, I think the worst piece of merch we ever made. That we ever <laughs> that made. We ever made. Yes. Okay. So once upon a time. I know we, exactly what it is. It, I, of course you do. Because <laughs> we still have them. We still have them. <laughs> they're, so, they're, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> okay, yeah, nowhere so, fast, at least. Okay, so the very first uh, convention, YouTube convention thing that Ben and I ever went to together yeah. was called playlist live yep right and it's um sort of the the east coast uh vidcon if you will yeah I think sort that's of a sort of reasonable description yeah it, they the thing i would say about it is that uh it, it seems like uh the convention for more like lifestyle youtubers creators mm. and stuff yeah yeah that's a good way to put it that's a good way to put it but um so we get there and it's at this you know big convention and the number one thing it seems like that is being sold or at least the most noticeable thing that is getting sold are these big white posters with gold foil on them and it says i can't stop watching youtubers yes and and the whole point of these is that someone at a convention will purchase it and it's like the thing that you get other people to sign. Yes, but these are specifically they were Tyler Oakley right. merch. And this is that was the trick of it. It was like, oh man, because you see them and you're like, man, what a good thought if your playlist to make a poster for people to sign. Right. But it wasn't playlist who made it. They were being yeah, they were made by Tyler Oakley, who's if you don't know, just like a huge of course you do, but he's a huge YouTuber. Yes. And so people it was just it felt like, oh, this is such it is such a great idea. Cause it's you know, there's nothing about it that, that says Tyler Oakley. That says Tyler Oakley. It's just a thing at conventions like people we, will buy. We signed some of them. Yeah. Like people would walk up to us, you know, and they'd be like, Well, you signed our poster. And it was like, you know, of course. Yeah. Uh, but like I mean, it was yeah, so I'll I'll let you continue on, but those posters themselves were 
such inspiration yeah. for this idea. Yeah, and we were like, oh, those, that's such a that's such a good idea. So similarly, um, we were like, okay, what if what could we come up with that would be like a really uh interesting like that that could just be like a meant to be sold at conventions as something you could sign. Yes. Right. And, and this was, uh, I mean, I feel like this was us like thinking we were being remarkably clever. I think so. So we, yeah, we wanted to be just like sort of generic looking, but kind of like creator video esque so that if you like saw it, it would still be like, okay, I saw why you got a bunch of like YouTuber people to sign that thing. Yes. So what we came up with, and I think part of the reason I landed on this, cause I used to work at like a, the concert venue and uh, I had to work with the globe trotters a lot, which we've talked about before yep. on this show. And you know, they, they have uh, autographed basketballs that just get passed around all over the place. Yes. So what we came up with was just a YouTube or, or like a like a play ball is what it, we called it. Right. So and I think the other the other token of inspiration was possibly the Luxo ball right. itself from Pixar. Yeah, because we had a bunch of Luxo balls on set. We did. Yeah. And so we still do. Right. So like when we say play ball, what we mean is is basically like your your standard like when you go to like Walmart and there's those big like tall bungee corded yeah like ball pit things where you can like pull out like a ball with like Anna's face on it from Frozen right it's like it like those but just like a little bit smaller right and we're like okay we'll just get a red ball and we'll put like a play button on it yeah and that'll just look because like it it looks like you know like if you press play like on a, a DVD player or a VCR or something yeah yeah <laughs> or things that still exist <laughs> I was going to say, I think, uh, yeah, people could probably get to play button. You know, yeah. You know what the play button looks like when you're watching something? It's a triangle. It's a, yeah, it's a triangle. Uh, so that was it. It's a triangle inside of a circle on a red ball. And the idea was that if you were like on a panel or something or like on stage that you could like sign one, throw it out into the audience or something, or that you could walk around and people, you just like collect signatures on the ball on the ball itself. at a place yep yeah and the, like the other thought in my mind too is that like whenever you're at these cons you always see like people sort of like sequestered off in corners with like their buddies and stuff like finding some kind of like activity to do yeah and the other thing in my mind is like it's, like, it's a ball like people are gonna find like so many fun things to do with this ball like, right in my mind what happened would be like you'd walk into like the the convention merch hall and there would be like this gigantic floor-to-ceiling tub of these red balls that everybody was going and buying. <laughs> and like, as you passed everyone in the hallway, they've got like the red ball. Oh, how you the, build things up. I know. I know. Not I know. you, me, me as well. Yeah. You, anyone. Right. No, I mean, this is, yeah, this, this was like the, the grand vision for it. It was like, okay, how, how neutral can we go? Like red YouTube color play goes with anything right it's a fun small packable ball that like is not gonna prevent people from being like i can't take that on an airplane right and you can collect signatures on it which i mean the number of kind of odd things that we've signed i mean it would be ripe for the picking ripe you know right oh i thought we were we so thought we were onto something and it just it like did, like i think we announced it but you know it's not Again, it wasn't like, it's not, you can, I mean, you can buy it on our store if you want, but <laughs> it's like, still, still there, but you know, it's not, it's not a good, like, oh, this is such a Carlin brothers thing that I went to their store to buy it. The idea was at a convention yes. to buy it. But then, so we go to VidCon later that year and like, you know, you go to the booth, I think it was uh, for like DFTBA and they don't, they don't have them there. Right. And it was just like, well, Never mind. This is. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I know. I feel like what we like probably. I don't even know how many of these we have, but probably what we need to do it is like just rent our own booth at VidCon and just have a 
red play ball booth. Very right, generically just, branded. We're, we're the red play ball booth. Well, so this is the problem is that I think when I first bought one of those Pixar balls, yeah. I was with like seasoned veterans of people who went to go to like press junkets at Pixar Studios. Sure. And so they knew like you can, you know, you can go, they have like, yeah, the big tubs where you can just pick up a ball and purchase it from the gift shop there inflated. But if you're like in the know, the obvious problem with like buying a lot of them is that they do become difficult to ship or yes. transport because they take up lots of space. Right. So if you're smart, you just go ask the person at the register, can you sell me some uninflated balls? Right. And then you can transport them flat. You can get like 20 of them. No problem. No problem. Fit them right in your suitcase. Right. Problem is they're all sitting at the warehouse inflated. <laughs> So well, yes, they like, were having problems all of transporting our, them. All of our play balls. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't work out at all. It, it, it has not played out the way we wanted it to. And it was a ginormbo flop. Anyway, that was the worst merch we've ever made. If you want one, still available. Supercarlinbrothers.store. Yeah. Or um, if you'd like more specific merch. So th- that's that's sort of the idea. Or stay tuned because we have cooler things coming. <laughs> we do have, we have cooler things coming. So we, we came up with this idea. So the, the new Patreon tiers that we're going to have, I feel like now this sounded like a giant long-winded commercial for this no nope. when like truly i feel like we were able to just tell a story so <laughs> <laughs> like let, let, let us tell you how we were how we were not smart once upon a time but um so we have three new tiers buzzy or b yeah jazzy or J. And neither or neither, neither or neither host or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's $25 a month. Every, every quarter we'll have a new, very cool kind of like premium piece of exclusive merch. And to kick off, we were like, I remember we had like our whole like giant whiteboard schematic. Like you and I always do. I feel like we don't make decisions without a whiteboard, man. You don't, I mean, whiteboards are the best way to make sure you're making a good decision. That's exactly right. Exactly. I mean, if you're like, I, if you're questioning decisions that you're making on the daily, buy a whiteboard, my whiteboard, put mount, it up there, mount it to the wall, get a good selection of colors you know do do the thing when i left my old job i had a whiteboard in that office like mounted on the wall yeah did you take it with you no i did not take it with me that would have been hilarious I- <laughs> but I'm like this yeah like every now and then like i would go try and like write ideas for that job on there he's like okay what should i you know just put random things but every now and then i also come across like i was i was also of course trying to escape that job so i would have like um like youtube ideas or like quotes that would inspire me youtube wise okay on there or whatever or i would like sketch like a little like doodle or something Uh uh-huh that would be on there so when i left uh what i left any available doodle that i had done on the board uh and i just wrote in the middle of it see you in another life brother oh no way (laughs) yeah so i have a picture of that somewhere I always wonder like what the next person to get my office did if they looked at that like, oh, that was cool. Or just like whatever and just like erased it and just moved on with their life. <laughs> Who cares? Absolutely no regard for yeah. what this means. I know. Oh my gosh. No. That is so funny. Also, I was just thinking uh, this is I had my mind went to a remarkably morbid place when you said see you in another life, brother. But I was like, someday one of us is going to have to give like a eulogy. Mm. And oh, Ben, why would you even think about I, that? I mean, can you just imagine how hard it's going to be to say those words? Oh my God. Sometimes I'm like, I have thought about this exact thing. And I'm like, I should really stop ending the videos that way because it sounds so morbid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was. It, it, and it's like, I've been doing it for so long, though. I've been doing it since the beginning. And at first, it was just like a reference to the show Lost. Lost and yeah, the character Desmond. Yeah. Every time he like ends a conversation with almost anyone on the show, he's like, seen on a life, brother. And he just like <laughs> signs out like, later. Yeah. And we loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that guy. Like Desmond was like my favorite character on the show. And so I was like, oh, 
and because we were starting it with "Hey, brother," from which is a, a nod Arrest. to Arrested Development, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, "What's a good sign off that also has the word brother in it?" And like <laughs> that was it. It was just there for the taking. Totally, just there for the not, taking. not there for the taking, but it was just available. And it was just like, okay, that's great. We were like both of these shows. And now I've just been saying it for like nine <laughs> years. Yeah. 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 So hopefully, hopefully we'll just, we'll just never think about that again. Yeah. Let's yeah. not think about that. Deal, deal with that yeah. <laughs> some other time. So uh, Jazzy or Jay, uh, Buzzy or B. Buzzy or B. Yes. And so again, yeah, every, every quarter, new piece of cool merch that we're going to like design specifically for this. Uh, it would be the only way to get it and we were like okay so like what do we get for like round one and we were like the, it's simple it's right in front of us it's right in front it's so literally we'll, right if you're watching it's literally right in front of us it is this cup the one <laughs> drew cup the one oh wow that was really nice that, yeah, i bet very, even the pe- that was for the people who can who are only listening who are only listening i'm gonna do it again get it ready again. yep Oh, wow. that is a solid. Man. That's how you know it's mug. made of of stainless steel. Stainless steel, so powder coated stainless steel from the great folks over at Yeti. What what I've got here, what I'm holding in my hand, I'll describe it to people. It is a uh, I would say a forest green mug. It has the popcorn culture logo laser etched onto it, and. It is uh, Ben's uh, one true cup from his one cup life, a.k.a. Fred the Cup. Fred the Cup. Yeah. So yeah. this this was like something that for a reasonable part of 2020, I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to have one cup. I just want the one cup that like so that I don't have to make so many decisions. And I mean, it's like this. it's not like a super truly original thought. Like this was Steve Jobs whole thing. Like he wore the black sweater and the blue jeans because. Right. If you do, if you have the clothes that you're going to wear every day, then you don't have to decide what clothes you're going to wear. And that's right. two fewer decisions they have to make in that day. And so I was like, man, one cup life would be so truly spectacular. So I had, I had this made for myself and I was like, man, this is going to be, this is going to be just so, so neat, Yeah, you know, to have like a little popcorn culture mug. And so when we, when we decided to, to jump onto this new, this new tier, we were like, okay, this will be perfect. So anybody who signs up uh, for the... The new Buzzier B, Jazzier J, neither right. or neither. Right. For Q1 2021. So like before the end of March. Before the end of March. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. qualify for Fred the Cup. Fred the Cup. You will get your very own Fred now, the Cup. Now let me, let's, I'm going to try and clear up maybe some potential confusion. Whether you were at, if you're on the Patreon and you're just at regular Jazzy J or Buzzy B, you have, um, like being at Jazzy or J or Buzzy or B does not count for more votes. You still just have one vote. Oh, just the one vote. Right. Yes. Okay. Right. So it's not that like, oh, now my vote counts five times as much or something. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Correct. No, right. still just yeah. the one vote. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So yeah. still right. Everyone got that. Everyone got that. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. sense. Okay. So. Anyway, I mean, moving moving directly away from that, but being able to tangent neatly off of it. This has been the like the simplification lifestyle. I feel like I've been having this this like these like interactions with these things in my life lately. And I, I feel like the one cup life is maybe like the perfect example of like, you know, if you just simplify the, the down to one cup and you don't have to be like making all of these decisions about I don't know, throughout your day, which cup am I going to use? Right. Um, also, I think you build a, a fantastic rapport with your cup. Oh, I, you I mean, it's a, it's a true relationship. It is. It yeah. is. I mean, it's it's a big time commitment. And, you know, that's why you have to name it and, and the whole rest. I've been having this thing lately where I feel like th- there's like the phrase like more money, more problems, which I think makes sense because more money means more stuff, which means more problems. Oh, this is how you're interpreting it. This is sort of how I'm, and this is sort of how I'm interpreting it. Okay. So there, there's an example, and I, I may have brought it up before. I can't remember, but when I was in operations management class in 
uh, college. There was this example that our professor gave us about Ford's Taurus, which is this uh, very uh, kind of like standard looking car, like basic sedan, four doors. Like, yeah. If you say Ford Taurus to me, I think that's the most sedan car. It's the most sedan car. Like it's, it's like, it is not like a performance car. It is not like an edgy car. It's, it's like, it's a fine car. It, and, and that's it. You know, like it, it's so vanilla. <laughs> oh, the, the, no, oh, throwing shade. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, like, yeah, no, no flavors have been added to this vehicle. But so I think it was in like the late eighties. They were uh, having trouble with the car because they were finding that it was like somewhat unreliable. And at the time, I think that like the way that they were approaching it from this like engineering and like management perspective was they were like, okay, the Ford Taurus is made of 2000 different parts and if each part has like a 99.9% success rate meaning like this clip that holds you know the the door handle to the physical metal door itself right like 99.9% of the time it does not fail but if you have 2000 objects that make up the car right and they all have that 99.9% success rate the way that you calculate the success rate of the vehicle as a whole like the right. likelihood for any part to break mm -hmm. is basically by multiplying 99.9 times 99.9 times 99.9 2000 times right okay so as time goes on you know you might have a, a car whose success rate or failure rate is like 13% Right. You know, so it's like every single thing has a 99.9% chance of succeeding in doing its job. But there's so many of them that through normal operation of the vehicle, it, it's almost like a one in 10 chance that something is going to break. Right. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. I follow. Okay. You follow. You, yeah. You can, you can do the, the math there. So this is something lately where I feel like I've been, I've been having all of these like small little problems that have been happening to me where I have like uh, on our, on our desk at work, for example, I have desperately wanted like for years and desperately. years, desperately. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Nailed it. Yeah. So good. Um, I've always wanted two monitors. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> you know, the two monitor system. I want, I wanted the ability to have two screens. <laughs> Like grand ambition. Whoa. We're like a, a almost a technology company and this is not something I can figure out. Is it's is literally just one cord. It's like one cord. Yeah. And it yeah, I mean it was a whole thing where like I we had these like really nice monitors that have been here from like a gaming setup that we had, had a long time ago that we weren't using anymore. So I was like, okay, I really, really, really want to take one of those like super cool monitors and I want to like hook it up next to my desk. But my desk was too small and I had a standing desk. So I was like, okay, I need to get like a bigger standing desk altogether. But then it was like, ah, but if I get a bigger standing desk, the way that like our new office is oriented, it's like Jay's going to have to get a desk too. Otherwise my desk is going to be huge and his desk is going to be like real small and it's going to like not. Uh, now, I, now I'm starting to see the core of your motivation. You, oh yeah. 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 Oh okay, yeah. I didn't realize that the, the total end game was two monitors. <laughs> two. Jay, my, my end game always means more monitors. <laughs> okay. Uh, always more monitors. So you'll see why I said that in a minute. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so I was like, okay standing desk but now i have to find like the perfect standing desk <laughs> like, like two weeks of research later and talking to jay like a hundred times it's like okay i got the ones and they were out of stock yeah so it was like, i remember that obstacle <laughs> so i was like oh man okay well mm. we'll we'll find these other ones instead so we, we finally ordered them and they got there and they're actually very nice i love them but so then i had to go and like dig out this this monitor that we're not using so like we just moved offices everything's like everywhere so i find the monitor i put it on the desk and i'm like cool this is gonna be great sometime next week i'll find the cords so like i started like digging through and i you know find i find some of the cords and it's like yes okay got this going uh can like can like plug it into the wall but then i need the adapter cord from like my computer to another computer so oh boy i had to go on amazon and order two of those because uh scott our 
our video editor was actually doing the same thing. We had two of these monitors. He was going to use one. I was going. Right. Right. So we're all good. So I ordered two other cords, one for Scott, one for me. And they show up and Scott's iMac is much newer than my iMac. So it worked on his. But mine was the wrong cord. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, my gosh. I had to order another cord. So I had to order another cord. So I finally ordered another cord. I finally have all the pieces in the right place. And it's like, good to go. I'm so excited. Like, I just needed, like, I need, like, a window of time where I'm not, like, doing anything to, like, plug it in. So I do. Yeah. You know what happens? I know what happened. The screen breaks, man. The screen. You somehow broke the screen. The screen, like, turned into, like, that static, you know? Like, if you were, like, back in the day, if you were, like, channel changing and you got to, like, a channel, like, your family didn't, like, pay for and it was just, like, white fuzzy screen right yeah. yeah that's what it did and then all of a sudden it just went black and it will not turn back on and it was like oh my gosh what did you do what did i do don't know like, i have no idea and it was just it just failed so after all this time it was like no monitors <laughs> i don't have two monitors <laughs> and it's like you had to like yeah you had to you had the monitor first want needed a bigger desk but then needed me to get a bigger desk yep had to get sold out found a new desk got the desk assembled it needed a cord bought the wrong cord Bought a new cord, plugged it in, it broke the monitor. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And so now I only have one monitor. <laughs> that's how it went. <laughs> oh my gosh. You that that's a real bummer. That's a real bummer. I, know. I have um in my in my home office, I actually have three monitors, or what it would look like is three. Wow. I know. So drag much. <laughs> but actually it's it's a really weird setup because I have my PC which I use for like gaming and streaming stuff like on Twitch. Sure. And then I've got my Mac, which I use for like video editing yep. and stuff uh, because I edit on Final Cut. And so I've got the two screens for the PC and the Mac, but I only have one mouse and I have two keyboards, but the mouse is Bluetooth to each of them. But anytime I want to switch between them, I'll have to like push a button on the bottom to like make it switch. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? So it works pretty good. It's pretty handy. Yeah. But so it sounds like more money, more problems is not a problem for you. Well, I I mean, when I go to the Mac, then, of course, I only have the one screen, but I switch over here, but two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad for you. Well, it I, sounds I'm, like you have three screens. I do have three screens. I just yeah. have the one. Yep. Just the one screen. <laughs> so, sorry about that. That's okay. So can I tell you my next? My, my if, next... I, if I bring in my two extra screens tomorrow and attach them to my Mac, is that going to just drive you bonkers? <laughs> my heart will break. <laughs> I come in. You've gone to all this work to have a second screen, and I, you come in, and I have three. If yours just works naturally, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, well, what'd you do differently than me? I plugged in the cord. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that it would work because uh, I don't know if there's that many ports. But this, yeah, I don't know. As it were, they're just PC monitors, so I'm not running it also to a Mac, which is like its own standalone thing. Okay, okay, okay. Well, so anyway, moving on from that monitor problem, let me tell you about something that happened to me again. We're having too many things. Was once again a problem. And once again, it was monitor related. Okay. I know. I know. Who'd have thought? So this time, this time. Okay. So we go mountain biking, you and I, right? We do. We do. And yeah. we've been going like most Saturdays here for the past several months. Ba- yes, exactly. So it's, yep. it's kind of like our, uh, our hobby outside of the office here that us and a couple of our friends go and do. Most people in general don't go mountain biking at all in the winter because it's miserable and cold. Because it's wet. cold. Yeah. 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 But we've been doing it anyway. And I have been getting my clock cleaned so to speak, where you guys are so fast. Oh, <laughs> so fast on, on the mountain bikes. And I am like, I'm like doing everything in my, in my human power. And I'm like, we're going on these rides and we're like getting to the top of hills and stuff. And everybody's like laughing and conversational. And I'm like, I'm so tired. 
<laughs> you never seem so tired. Oh man, I'm like dying inside. You're dying. I'm dying inside. Keep it together, man. It's like yeah, it's Keep like it together. It's like my legs are screaming, my body hurts. <laughs> Does anybody have more gummy bears? Oh man. <laughs> Which is our our trail food of choice is gummy bears. Certainly not contributing to our lack of performance at all. But so one of the things that I've been like very excited about was getting a a bike computer yeah. that like kind of gives you like the stats on like where you're riding and stuff like that. So like it'll speak to you and be like, hey, you've ridden one mile, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, like this is how much elevation you've had. And there's an there's an add on accessory you can get for it. That's a heart rate monitor. It's like one of those like chest strap things. Yeah. So you can like put it on. And I was like, OK, this is going to be really interesting for me because like each week I'm like getting destroyed and I'm like, I got to know like. Am I because it's like if I'm going as hard as my body can go and not keeping up, I can live with that. Right. But if I'm just like you're just like I'm, mentally blocking yourself, if I'm just mentally blocking myself, it's a different story. So it's like I want to know, like if I'm sitting at, at like max heart rate on this ride, then it's like th- then it's like, Ben, there's nothing else you can do. Like you, you are going as hard as you're physically capable of going without more training. Right. And it's like I feel like I can be at peace with that. Sure. You know, like that's like it's like, OK, like that's your limits are your limits. And, you know, you're getting older. It was my birthday last week. I was just I was just letting that settle in for a second. Right. You know, yeah. Just the harsh reality of it. Mm. You're, <laughs> you're younger like, than me. That's true. That's yeah. true. But not in bike years. In bike years, you're younger than me. What? Okay. I don't what know if that makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense. We're going to check the math on that one. But. <laughs> Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the 
industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Anyway, last, no, uh, two weekends ago, we're trying to go mountain biking and we go, it, it, it had like just rained and snowed all week. Yeah. And so we get out to the trail system and, you know, we're I'm like, you know, I got it all fired up and it's like, you're reading my heart rate monitor, you know, it's like 65 beats per minute or whatever while we're standing in the parking lot. And I'm like, nice, really cool. And we get out onto the trail and it is pure mud. And it's like, we, like, we cannot ride in this. Right. You know, it was like, we rode, we were, I think less than one mile. We rode for like 12 minutes. It was the, it was the worst because they're. When it rains, it typically means that we are forced onto a very specific trail system here. Yes. Called uh, Mill Mountain, which if you are unfamiliar with Roanoke, is the mountain atop which sits the Roanoke Star. Yes. 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 Uh, The largest man-made star on Earth, or it was when it was built. I don't know if it's still true. (laughs) Yeah, does it it hold that title still? Don't know if it's still true, but when you drive into Roanoke, man, there it is, and it's awesome. Yep. Yep. Pretty much when people know where we're from they're like oh yeah the star yes exactly the star the star city yeah anyway anyway so when it rains uh said mountain is pretty rocky yep and all of the water will just like run off so it's not really that bad you can actually still ride it pretty effectively without like damaging the trails that much or anything like that but uh and that was our plan because it had indeed rained a lot but one of our friends was like we should try out this other bike park yeah. Like it's an hour away. And we were like, well, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. We got man, time. We got time. We got, No, man. It was an hour drive out there and the conditions were abysmal. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was like, I mean, it was, it was so like bad that you'd be like riding your bike straight, but the bike would be like sideways. Yes. And it's like, I'm not even doing anything right now. Ugh. Like, you know? Yeah. So anyway, my heart rate monitor worked that day and I was like, ah, but I didn't get to like test it. Didn't I didn't get, get to ride. I didn't get to see like what my heart was doing. So when you're saying monitor here, you're not talking about like a screen monitor. You're talking about a heart rate monitor. I am talking about heart I rate monitor. I see what you've done. Nice play on words. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I can do it again too, oh, but, but I'll okay. be lying the third time just as a heads up. Okay. But it's planned. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> you've, you've already planned out like an entire <laughs> wordplay's worth of jokes here. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got it all sorted. Okay. So monitor problem number one, monitor problem number two. So this past weekend we're riding Mill Mountain because uh it rained. It rained. <laughs> And uh, Mill Mountain is ba- the, the thing about it mostly is that it is like we're we're pretty much in a valley, and then there's the mountain, which means that like any amount of interacting with riding Mill Mountain means that pretty much you leave the parking lot and go straight up the side of a mountain. Like that is the only available option. It is typically why it would be not our first choice to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But so I'm like, okay, at the very least, 
I'll finally get to see what my heart's saying today. Right. Like it's going to be a hard ride. It's going to be a hard ride. It's going to go up a hill. I knew that. And I was like, okay, so this will be good. This will be like a really good time for me to test to see what is my heart doing? Like, yeah. Is it, is it my heart that's the problem or is it my, my, my brain that's the yeah. problem? Okay. But, and so we get out there and like, I'm sitting in the parking lot and like the little heart rate monitor is like popping up on my, like my physical computer that like shows me my information. And it's like, and a not available so your heart's not beating at all it's not beating at all it turns out I'm that's a, robot. a problem i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> plot twist nobody expected it it's like the element of surprise <laughs> no one ever expects it <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever expects the element of surprise so anyway like uh our good buddy mike is with us and he's like oh man like just just like spit on your hands and like uh, like try to touch it to like the little uh like nodes or something yeah so that like it, it like is kind of sparking the electricity or something i don't know how this works and i was like you know so i'm like sitting there like you know standing with freezing cold hands spitting on my hands <laughs> rubbing just, my chest it sounds like a joke look have you tried spitting on your hands no <laughs> try it okay what now nothing <laughs> uh, nothing was it a joke was no i don't think so okay no so i'm like you know spitting on my hands and like rubbing my chest with it <laughs> and it's not working at all and so I'm like, I'm out there and this is like two days after the other monitor situation. So yeah. I'm like furious with technology. I think Mercury is in fact in retrograde, oh, which mate. was something that like my wife, Alice says all the time. She'll like inform me whenever Mercury's in retrograde. And I am like so bought into it at this point. I'm like, I'm out there on the trails, like cussing Mercury. How often could it possibly happen? Constantly, basically. Constantly? Maybe four times a year. I think I never even heard this phrase until like a couple years ago. Yeah. And my assumption was, I never heard the phrase because it must only happen like once every 30 years or something. No, it happens constantly. No, it happens constantly. Yeah. Okay. So I just didn't know people who knew about the mercury. <laughs> the mer- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You gotta know people who know about the mercury. So I guess, you know what though? I've also recently learned that mercury is the planet closest to every other planet. Whoa. Did you know that? Maybe that's why it's having such a huge effect on me. <laughs> Because like, because Mercury goes around the sun so much faster than every other planet. Okay. That like, you know, if the earth is, you know, if earth and Mercury are both like the same spot relatively like going around the sun, then they are closer together to each other right there for like a longer period of time than earth and Venus are near each other. So like earth is closer to Mercury longer than it is closer to Venus. Absolutely fascinating. Which is crazy. But this is true for every single planet in Mercury. Man. Yeah. So Mercury is like closer to Neptune longer than like Jupiter is closer to Neptune. To be entirely honest with you, I'm just blown away of your planetary knowledge. <laughs> well, this is all from a single CGP Grey video. Okay. And it blew my mind. I was like, this is amazing. Okay, well, hold on. Now I need to see. I need to like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do myself a, a quick on the fly Google. Yeah. What does it mean, Mercury me- retrograde? <laughs> you don't even know. What does it mean? As far as you have described it to me, it means that technology doesn't it, the the effect on earth is that technology doesn't work as well although as i understand it this is not true at all and it just makes a lot of it's like superstitious mostly i th- well i think so I yeah, think so. Just yeah. Mean, i'm sort it- of in the superstitious camp no, no, no. It's 100% it's, scientific real. <laughs> Jay, have I told you the two monitor stories? Almost three? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Tell me it's not real. <laughs> okay. It says, if you're unfamiliar with the astro terminology, Mercury in retrograde, or more correctly, Mercury retrograde, means the planet Mercury appears to stop and move backwards from its orbit. Oh, we okay. Yeah. Appears to. Appears to. But doesn't. Because, of course, that would be impossible. Because, of course, <laughs> that would be impossible. Uh, how does Mercury retrograde affect humans? Mercury is known as the, as the planet that rules all communications. Uh, this means that when Mercury appears retrograde, people may experience communication issues, problems with technology, 
or even things like lost mail. Oh. Sound familiar? No. If this is not scientific evidence, then I don't know what scientific evidence is. That sounds accurate. (laughs) Precisely. So where was I going with this? So my heart rate monitor didn't work. Right. The whole ride. The whole ride. I was getting like progressively madder at it as the ride was going on because I'm like huffing and puffing up the side of the hill and I'm like, I have no idea if it's my heart. That's the problem. And I like, I don't know. I feel like I... It helps me to explain things. Did you, you know? did you ever figure out why it wasn't working? No. Like after the ride? Have you, has it worked since? It has. I got oh. home and I'm like standing in my kitchen. I'm like, I'm going to do nothing else until this thing reads me my heart rate. And I literally like put it on, turned on my computer and it was reading. <laughs> wow. And I was like, you have got to be kidding what me. What is going on? There's so much data loss today. That is very unfortunate. I will say that I have the same bike computer than you. I don't have a heart rate monitor okay, or anything, but I have the same bike computer because I think you recommended to my wife, which one to get me for Christmas. Yeah. And whilst I was very excited to have it, I am so bad at remembering to, to use, use it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think partly, not only am I, for, am I like, because I, I went on so many bike rides without it. Yeah. And then I get there and I'll be like 30 minutes into the ride and I'll look down and it'll be like, start riding. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> and I will like. I could have been be tracking like, all this. I, yeah, I didn't track any of that. that now, now it feels like the whole day is ruined or like the whole's worth. Ru- like the whole day's day, ruined? The whole I, day's worth of data is ruined. I relate so hard. Yeah. Or, or this is what's way worse. I will remember to start it and then I'll finish and I won't push end ride. Yep. Until like, I'm like, I'll, I'll get home and I'll hear the thing beep again. And I'll be like, well, now it just tracked the car ride too. <laughs> it's like, man, you were going real slow for like four hours and then, and then like booking it. it. Yeah. It's like, no. And then the other problem I have with the bike computer is that you have to like plug it into a, com- like go plug it in to charge it. Yeah. Somewhere like get to take it off the bike. True. To go charge it. Yeah. And this is not a feature to me oh i see this is like a serious like fault of the because te- i feel because once upon a time when we were kids yeah our dad that. got a new bike computer and he gave me the old one okay and it was on my bike and it was so cool to be like oh you know you know kid left on a bike computer so fun i'm going 12 miles an hour exactly. see how fast i'm going oh my god look how, look how far i went this is amazing but as far as i remember that just had like a watch battery in the back or something right and i don't think that ever needed to be changed ever ever yeah. it just ran forever permanently permanently running i don't know why we don't power cars with watch batteries i don't know because they work forever (laughs) it's just so frustrating because i was like well maybe maybe it's the sort of thing where you it's annoying that you do have to charge it but once you charge it you're good for like half a year or something sure like but that's not the case that's not the case at all you basically need to recharge it every time i would say like every like six rides every like six rides yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. well so i think so well but if it was me i would just put a charger right next to where you store your bike and then just like plug it in you know Put my bike down. I don't want to. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, maybe. so yesterday, so annoying. I'm smoking monitor all day. You know, like the like the lizard. You're smoking monitor lizard. This is. I told you I was going to be lying. Yeah. Oh. But monitor is a type of meat, technically. I guess you so could eat a monitor a lizard. <laughs> so I bought a smoker several months ago, and it was yeah. the Super Bowl. And because of you know, obviously you know, shutdown stuff like that, uh, I was not having my traditional annual party. Right. Uh, which is like the one thing that I think that I've pretty much done every year for the past like eight years. Is have a Super Bowl party. Yeah. I'm, I'm very consistent about it. Yeah. But so yesterday, of course, I'm not having a Super Bowl party, but I'm I'm like, I need to celebrate the Super Bowl. So I had this gigantic like pork butt yeah. slash Savannah lizard meat. <laughs> Savannah monitor. You know, pig lizards. <laughs> pig lizards. Pig lizards. It's delicious. Monitor uh, hogs. So I'm like, 
I'm so excited about it because I'm like, okay, this is going to be like the first, like, this is going to be like my first real, you know, rodeo. Rodeo. So to speak. Yeah. I'm going to like really. You're about to smoke some butt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm like, I'm like getting it all prepped. I'm like doing all the things, like whatever, you know, and I have this like, uh, they, they, like my friends call it the easy bake oven for adults. It's a, it's a Traeger smoker, which basically is like so smart that you effectively have to do nothing. Like it's not meant to be hard. Right. And um, so I, you know, I've like, I, you know, got the whole thing set up. I'm, like, I'm going to interrupt you. I think, have you, ever seen, have you seen those, uh, the, the TikToks where it's like the guy, it's like, you can hear the person in the back and they're like, nobody's going to know. They're nobody's going to know. No, know. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah. You're familiar with that. I feel like you personally are going out of your way to describe your smoker as the easy bake oven of smokers. Yeah. Well, and you know what? No one, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. Like, They're going to know. You're over, you're like, you're overestimating people's smoker knowledge, I think. No, and I think no, if no, you no. were just like, this is the most high end smoker, people would be like, that's amazing. That's great. A, how cool is that's that? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. I think this is like one of those things where it's like, I never want to be like, maybe like misrepresenting my credentials. You know, I don't, I don't think you are misrepresenting. I think one person told you this and you're like that I am. Wow. Okay. I'll have you know know it was two people. Okay. I still don't. Within 24 hours of one another. And so like that trend, I was like, if this keeps going. No. You got to like lean into it. You got to be like prepared. I. It's like, this is like, like the best advice about like, you know, going, getting to like middle school or high school is like, just laugh, you know, mm-hmm. like laugh with them. Right. It's like, this is the exact same thing. I'm just laughing. It's like, <laughs> easy bake oven for adults. Oh man. Look at me go. But here's what I'm saying is you don't, I don't think, I don't think you have to go out of your way to tell people that. No. I think you can just, you can just like let it ride. Well, for the purposes of the story, I feel like it's at least somewhat relevant. Because okay. The whole All idea right. is that it was supposed to be pretty easy. Okay. And I messed it up anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, well, I mean. Let's hear it. So this is, it's just another, it's, it's another example. So we're going back to like the know. Ford Taurus example, right? Yeah. Okay. So the Ford Taurus. <laughs> okay. They made the Ford Taurus with 2,000 parts. And they were like, okay, how can we make it better? And they were like, make it with 1,800 parts. Right. And so, like, literally, they made it with 10% fewer parts. Right. And it was literally a more reliable vehicle. I mean, that just that's just, just math. It's just math. It's just math. I mean, and that's the thing, is that it literally is just math. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, they found ways to, instead of having three different bolts to do one thing, they made, like, one piece that did all three of those things. Yeah. And so it's like, you could, you could have one thing do many things. Right. And by doing that, you know, it's like, literally, they were able to like use this tactic to just like engineer a better vehicle without actually really changing anything about the vehicle itself. Right. Um, but they make it more reliable and cut down on the number of parts they have to produce. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, with with this though, so I, I feel like this is kind of like what I was getting to is that I've like I've got all of these things in my life. So like the smoker yesterday, it's like I, you know I got up early, I got like the smoker on there, I had it all seasoned. Like you know, there's a probe that goes inside of the meat, so you can actually like cook it specifically to like the temperature and like the app alerts you like when it's ready to go. Yeah, like it's very smart. And I was like, like I can't mess it up, you know. Okay. The only thing about it is that like the way that a smoker works is that like, instead of like a propane grill where you have obviously a tank of gas that like is applying heat that is being burned yeah. and producing heat, you know how it works? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. 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 Just want to be sure. Right. Okay. Well, I have a propane grill. <laughs> so the way that this thing works is it has this giant hopper, kind of like a paintball gun. Okay. You remember paintball guns? Yeah. They, you put all the things in the top and they feed in. And yeah. You have like a like ba- basically a unlimited, yeah, we've talked about highly limited supply of bullets. And how somehow every other human in our high school seemed to possess one and meet up on the weekends to play and i was like how does everyone have a paintball gun that's a good question yeah. it still baffles me to this day 
Um, no, okay. So you've got a hopper. You put all these like wood pellets into the hopper, and then there's like a like a, a screw basically that like rotates throughout the day and dumps these pellets into like just a small little like basin that mm-hmm. like burns them. Right, makes the smoke. It makes the smoke. Yeah. And so about eight hours into my day yesterday, I ran out of pellets. Oh no! Yeah. Wow. So I'm like literally like taking out the trash, and I'm like literally walking by my smoker like can't wait to open it later like because you know i didn't want to like open it all day specifically right and, like, i'm let like that heat out i'm looking at the little like temperature on the gauge and it's like like 87 degrees or something oh, it's no. supposed to be like you know 280 and i'm like oh man oh no yeah i was gonna say yeah it's time for a different tiktok <laughs> time for a different tiktok trend. <laughs> right yeah oh no <laughs> so i was like oh man the whole thing was it i don't know it just ended up being only okay and it was like i was like i need to reduce the number of parts in my life. I have too many parts. It was like, I, I'm like trying to increase the number of monitors. I'm trying to increase the number of pieces of technology I'm bringing with me on each bike ride. Right. I'm trying to like, you know, I don't know, just like there, there's so many different little things that I'm doing a terrible job of really understanding and focusing on any one of them. Okay. Too many moving parts. So what are, what are you like consolidating down? Well, so here's the thing. I mean, this is like, so I have, I have like these, these like uh, thoughts all the time. One, like one cup life, you know, one cup life, yeah. one cup life. It's like, it's like the very symbolic representation of what I want to do with all things in my life. Yeah. Is like, is just like declutter is declutter, pare it all down and then just have like one thing. You know, like one thing left. Yeah. Just, just my single cup. Yeah. Just me and my cup. That's it. <laughs> and, and how complicated could anything be from there? Yeah. I mean, certainly you could just get rid of, think of the cabinet space that would open up to you. I know. If you had just the one cup, you could just get all, all your wine glasses gone. Gone. All your coffee mugs. Gone. Gone. Yep. You just have one cup. Just one cup. That's it. So cleaning it constantly. I have to imagine. Right. Right. Yeah. So this is what happens to me that whenever I get in these moods where I'm like too many things going on. I always want to do the van life, you know? And then I always remember that van life is like effectively putting a house on wheels. Yeah. And then effectively by way of like, you know, driving places. Yeah. Your house is going through an earthquake all the time. All the time. This is like why there's that phrase about how boat stands for bust out another thousand. Yeah. Right. It's because it's like you're, you're driving your car, except every every time you go over a wave, it's like you just dropped your car off a one foot drop right. and then landed again. And kept doing that, but like a thousand times. Right. <laughs> it's right. like, why is everything constantly breaking on my boat? Like, uh, cause you keep, cause the whole thing is in constant earthquake mode at all times. At all times. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't own a boat. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's sort of been, that's sort of been like my, um, my big, so that's your don't do van life thought. Well, well, I don't even know. This is like the dilemma that I find myself in is that mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a part of me that loves the perception of simplicity attached to the idea of van life. Okay. Like, and I, I think that that is what I'm in love with. It's like, I don't, I'm not like enamored necessarily with the idea of like going and like living in a van specifically. Like that's not the appeal itself. And it's also contrary to like maybe a lot of like people who do van life. It's like to be closer to like nature or to like go and be more involved with like outdoor activities or like to consolidate expenses. It's like I think for me, it's just like I like the idea of like knowing all of the things that are important to me are like right here. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, I can manage that. You know, it's like there's time. You can you can be aware of everything. I can be aware of everything. Yeah. And I I think that that is sort of like the uh, 
the escapism that I like mm-hmm. attached to like this whole thing where it's yeah. like, okay, if I can just go and have like all my stuff in like, you know, a 70 square foot space, how great would everything be? Right. Maybe you just need like a smaller house altogether. Maybe, maybe. But like, that's the thought though. It's like how, like what things can you consolidate? Like what can you get rid of? Because I think for so much of my life, I've always been like, okay, like, you know, the more you get into stuff, the more the more like accessories and doodads and add-ons and stuff like that you can like include in the process. And mm-hmm. like, and I think that with that, it's, I don't even know that that perception's wrong. Like it is fun for me right. to like go out and like seek out these new things and like to be excited about something new and, and sort of get involved with it and sort of like explore the hobby further. Right. The, I think the problem is that like if my full attention is placed on it, it's great. But if my full attention isn't placed on it, then it's like, oh man. It's just taking up space. It's taking up space and I'll forget things. And then when I come back to it, I feel overwhelmed by it. Uh, yeah. This sounds very, this, this is striking very close to home. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Totally. What totally. Do, you, do you have anything that's like this? Oh, I mean, I, I'm just like a, a big proponent of getting rid of stuff. Okay. Just like get, just get it right out of here. I don't want it. Just like, I, I, I know at my house I've got too much stuff. I constantly feel like I have too much. Like children's toys. To me, you've been talking about like how to improve it. The best, the best children's toy is one that is all contained into one unit. Okay. <laughs> like, like we've got, mm, let me, I'm just trying, trying to think what is the best example of this. Like Luke has an airplane, right? And it is just, it is, you pick up the whole plane in one. That's it. Okay. It just, you can fly it around. It does, I mean, it doesn't fly, you know, but it just looks like a plane. Fly around. Great toy. Okay. One, one piece of plastic, one, basically. One piece. One piece of plastic. On the other hand, we've got like, uh, mm, let's see this, a uh, caterpillar you can assemble or disassemble that's made up of like 12 different like balls with a peg on the side oh I and see. each one has like a socket and a peg and so you can you know rearrange it however you want put the colors there but you know what you end up with it's just 13 balls on the floor in the right. meantime yeah it's no good at all no good at all you don't yeah, man kids toys that come in like pieces no good this, this is, is just it, like even ugh. This is so interesting. It's so interesting. Just being like being like fun Uncle Ben for, you know, three years now. Yeah. It's kind of like I do. You're. It's so interesting, like from my perspective, because the thought would always be like, oh, man, like what better than like showing up and being able to like spoil your, you know, nieces and nephews. Yeah. And just just being able to like have so much fun with that. It's like, hey, look, a new toy for you. And it's like you never really think about it from the parents perspective who are like, we do not need more stuff. Yeah. In this house. There's a lot of stuff. But that's exactly how it is. Well, and it's like for a while there was this illusion that or well, there's always this hope that like, okay, okay, this is a toy now, but eventually you'll just outgrow this toy and then we can just like goodwill it or consign it or, you know, get rid of it. Sure. Just get rid of this toy, be out of the house. But then we have the twins and it's like, okay, well, well, we always knew we wanted like, you know, another, another child didn't know it was going to be twins. Sure. But whatever, you know, it was like, so you were keeping all this stuff. You'd like Luke would outgrow it and then it would still be around and unused. Oh, sure, sure, sure. For the eventuality that it would be used by the next child as well. Right. So. Now there's this like light at the end of the tunnel, like, okay, as soon as you guys start outgrowing things, I can get rid of the rest. Getting it gone. We, we, it is not staying. It here. is going away. This is so funny, especially coming from you, because I feel like you are a particularly nostalgic person. Mm-hmm. And like I have frequently found that like if mom and dad send me home without like a tote 
full of things that like they had found in my bedroom and stuff. I'm not very emotionally attached to those things. Yeah. And so frequently it's like I could I could take these to goodwill. Some of it might be trash because it's like it's too specific to me. Right. To like, you know, you don't want to have like a small soccer trophy that says, you know, Navy SEALs, Benjamin Carlin. Right. The 1997 season or something. That's just garbage if you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, like that doesn't really do anybody a whole lot of good. But on the flip side, I you are someone who I would have thought to be like maybe sentimental, maybe nostalgic, maybe attached to and unwilling to part with things. I I would say growing up, I was a little bit more like that. Okay. Where I was like, oh yeah, I, oh man, I I do have an attachment to this. I should, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get rid of it. But I would say over the past, like, mm, like 10 years or so, I've done like almost a complete 180 on this. So I do have like tubs of stuff from mom and dad's house. And literally the only reason, like I have like a big rubber made just full of toys like from our own childhood sure and the only reason i have not like dumped those was just like maybe luke would like them or something but at this point i'm like i don't even why would i why (laughs) why Why would i I introduce this giant box of old toys into my son's life that's just more stuff for me to pick up true True, no good see okay i i have a i have a couple of friends and you can tell me if you do this as well but they say like at christmas and birthdays and stuff when they get like toys for their kids They'll literally take some of them just like up to the attic yeah, and just be like, I'm just going to save these for like two months from now when they get bored of something else and be like, hey, look, a new toy. Oh, yeah, that is a real thing. We have just a box of toys in the basements that's like, okay, eventually we'll just cycle some of the things down here and cycle these back upstairs. Nice. Yeah. So smart. So that'll hopefully have, but the, the things I have like stuff like boxes of in the basement are like yearbooks or something. It's oh, like, oh, sure. Like, like, you know, do I ever really look at these? No, but I can imagine a future where maybe it would be nice to, you know, look. Yeah, so that's the know. thing. You're and you're exactly right. Like yearbooks are one of those where it's like they they are kind of sentimental. And I do have a case of yearbooks. Yeah, at, at my house that I have not thrown away. And they were the ones that it was. They like made the list. You know, it was like yeah. okay, these are okay. these are hard to part with. But the thing about yearbooks is, I feel like it would be almost me waiting for that day. Eventually, like when my kids would be like, I want to see what you looked like in high school, and it would be like, let's go get my yearbooks. I've got them. And I remember specifically when we were growing up, mom had like a box because like mom had moved from like New York to the state of Virginia and like had gone through college and like all this stuff. And I remember she had this like box of like her, like a handful of like track medals from high school. Mm -hmm. And like, I think she had like a little like piece of like, uh, like a bald piece of like tinfoil that had like her track spikes in them, like the metal spikes themselves. Oh, And I remember being like, that's pretty cool. And yeah, a couple yearbooks and like a jacket. And I mean, it like wasn't like a lot of stuff. But I remember her showing them to me and it was like as, I don't know, maybe like a nine, 10 year old kid. It was like the first time it ever occurred to me that my mom had once been a kid like me. Right. Because when you're growing up, it's, it's almost like the same way that you think like your teachers, like in elementary school and stuff, you're like, the, the teachers just live here, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, they don't have families at home. And like, you know, <laughs> Lives outside of teaching. <laughs> right. Like you only know them at school. And so like, I remember in kindergarten just thinking that like Miss Tavener just was always there <laughs> you know it was like man so where do you sleep <laughs> you know, like yeah i don't know so I, I thought that was really interesting but so it's almost for me it would be like i remember that i had that day with mom and she showed me all this stuff and i think she had a lot of fun showing me as a kid it's like but then after that it's like i don't know if that's the moment where it's like okay nope. my kids know what i look like now <laughs> that's as a kid. it yeah like i they, we're done they have served their purpose the time capsule worked yeah. They now know that I too was once a kid mm-hmm. and they'll totally use that in all its 
necessary rationalities for future arguments. Okay, let me ask you this then. I have got another big box. I have just is um DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. Because like going, this was such a thing growing up, like especially through like college and like uh, high school was like I feel like very carefully manicuring this like collection of movies that you own. Yeah. Like, this is, these are the movies like that I have chosen to be a part like these are a representation an extension of my personality personality in a way like this is my sense these are my sensibilities and yes you know tastes and things this is something that i not that i have super experienced this particular like i don't know thing but you're exactly right like i almost feel like and i'm sure that in some ways it could also apply for like a cd collection you know or or you know records or whatever like throughout throughout time but like if you were maybe like bringing like a significant over or a significant other over to your home for the first time Mm -hmm. like this might be something that like you introduce them to a little bit Uh, right Like, like it's it's almost like here are the movies that I deemed worthy of purchasing. Exactly. <laughs> Are there any of them that you would like to watch? What an easy way for the Venn diagram to cross over. I know, exactly. Like, it's oh, like, okay. which of these also work for you? Yeah. We're about exactly. to learn a lot about each other. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. But now it's like, you know, with all streaming services and stuff, it's like literally every movie is like just at fingertips. Pretty much. You know, yeah. and it's it's really not terribly difficult yeah no it's not like what what collection of streaming services do you have right oh that would be an interesting one netflix and disney plus and that's it right 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 although i wonder if that is a thing if anybody's out in the dating world we'd have to let let us know but like uh in in that streaming game like if you were to go over you know to someone's house for the first time and be like oh my gosh you have to check out the show it's on hulu plus and then they're like i don't have hulu maybe hulu is a bad example because it doesn't seem like as ubiquitous as like netflix or like disney plus yeah but like, it, like yeah if you were to just i almost feel like in my mind and maybe this is me just being extraordinarily presumptuous but it would be like like oh yeah pull up disney plus like i'll, I'll show you this documentary i found and it would be like oh, i don't do i don't have disney plus and be like what do you mean you don't have disney plus i mean i feel like if How someone i feel like if, if you personally were dating someone who didn't have disney plus given what we do that might be a red flag <laughs> let me well it's like there's nothing wrong if you don't like like disney movies or anything whatever maybe you don't want to have disney plus but my career is going to confuse you but like like like, i got news for you this is a huge part of my life right 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 be prepared i got married at disney world so also i'm married that's a big red flag for you probably (laughs) i should have brought that up should have brought that up before this point yeah certainly that would have come up i believe Mm, i I think so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah although there's always that opportunity like i would say that differences early on are almost advantages because i think that that's something where it's like now i still have the opportunity to like be the person to introduce you to this new thing yeah and i feel like there's such camaraderie that comes from that oh for sure for sure like yeah. It's almost, yeah, it's it's like right now, for example, we talked about mountain biking earlier. I just recently got Alice to go mountain biking. Yeah. I think actually in huge thanks to you <sighs> because you bought your wife, Beth, a bike for Christmas. And mm-hmm. then once Beth was going to go, I think Alice was like, okay, someone I know who is also a beginner will be out there. Right. I am now interested in going. And then when she was out there, she was like, I'm having a hooting and hollering good time. How and can I was you not? Like, I knew you would. But it, I mean, that's the thing. You just got to have the right circumstances to like to make everything go, mm-hmm. make it nice and even. This is this has been like my my phrase lately is, um, oh, my gosh, it just went completely out of my head. Circumstances. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Cross threading. OK. Cross threading circumstances. So this would be OK. So, for example, with mountain biking, let me back up. 
I want to do this better. Okay. Okay. Do you know what? Do you know what cross threading is? I'm imagining like gears. Okay, kind of like gears, like interlocking. Like so imagine like a like a nut and bolt. Yeah. And like if you go to start screwing the bolt onto the nut. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and it spins freely. Right. And it like and will tighten all the way down, and you're like, oh, that was nice and satisfying. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes if like it's in like a hard to reach spot, or if you just don't care that much, it might be really hard to turn. But you might be like, mm, if I get the right tool, like a ratchet. I can make it turn and you start cranking on it and it's hard to turn it, but it will go. Right. That's called cross threading. Right. And effectively what you're doing is like carving a new path into the bolt. Right. With uh, the nut. With, yeah. And, with the screw. Right. Yeah. And it becomes this thing where it's like the further you go, the more damage you're doing. And I feel like this is like something so often if I'm entering like a new phase, a new idea, a new like pathway for my life, it's making sure I'm not cross threading it. And so like, for example, like with biking, it was almost like I really wanted Alice to go for a long time. Yeah. But it was kind of like if I go out and like rent a bike on her behalf and say, we're going biking today, that she was going to feel super intimidated not happy at all with it Mm -hmm. and it was going to be the type of thing where you would start with with that nut like on the wrong set of threads Uh and the further you go with it and the longer you go the more and more cross-threaded it becomes right and so i feel like what happened was it was just patience and waiting and just wiggling the nut just the right way until it goes on smoothly Mm -hmm. and then it starts spinning and it's no problem and everything's great and she likes biking yay so i think this is the thing though if you feel like you're cross-threading i almost feel like it's like a gut feeling it's like something isn't right about pushing forward with this i'm cross-threading the situation i need to back up i need to reassess Mm -hmm. and wait until it turns smoothly do you think you were cross-threading your computer monitor 100 (laughs) percent 100 percent i cross-threaded it so bad no doubt yeah mm. i was Except like not you like not really nothing you did seemed to be like the problem well and, and that's the thing though is that it's like i always think about this like if an expert was watching you make a mistake but you didn't know you were making a mistake it's mm-hmm. almost like watching a baking show where like at the beginning they were like now they're gonna need to be really careful about not using baking soda because it's gonna have a reaction with the dough let's just i don't know something like that yeah and then like as you're like watching like you are now an expert on the use of baking soda and the dough yeah and then if you're watching and you see that one person use it and you're like they just messed up oh yeah it's like things just got bad production secret if you saw the judges warn you about a particular mistake it's because someone made that mistake 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. I, I almost feel like that's the thing where it's like if you were an expert on computer monitors, you could have been like, ah, see what he's trying to do here, though. He's only got a standard iMac and that's a ultra high HD widescreen monitor. It's like those are not compatible ideas. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not wrong to think that it would be likely to use a second monitor. Right. The problem is, is that like what he's trying to do is like too much monitor. Zymac mm. can't handle it. So what's going to happen is it's going to send a surge into the system, kind of like in A New Hope when Luke shoots the torpedo thing and it yeah. goes into the tractor beam. You sent basically an X-Wing into the other monitor. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Yeah. And then it blew it up. Wow. It didn't smoke or anything, but like I'm pretty sure it blew it up. Yeah. <laughs> it went black. <laughs> So just like the Death Star, just like the Death Star, where there was a Death Star, now there is black. Now there is black. It is called space. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you would love a monitor that has a lovely view of that space, I have just the thing. There you go. That's all it shows. <laughs> it's just the darkness of the void. Of the void. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This feels like a good stopping point. Okay. Is it not? I think so. I, I think we've gotten there. I think I we're think, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So, as a reminder, we have a brand new tier over on Patreon. Over on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash popcornculture, yep. it's a new tier. It's $25 a month. And quarterly, we will have a very exclusive, awesome piece of merch. Uh, we're going to kick off with Fred the Cup. Fred which the is, Cup. Which is going to be, um, it's a Yeti mug. It is like the actual Yeti brand. It's a powder-coated uh, stainless steel cup with the laser-etched popcorn culture logo right, Boom. right, right in the center there. of it. It's, absolute, it's an absolute beaut. If you look in the show notes, if you look in the show notes, we have um, better pictures of it, so you can you can scope it out, shop around before you before you sign up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and if you're watching this on YouTube, welcome to the conversation. Welcome if you're you're new. Welcome to the pop. Welcome to the pop. It's it's unbelievable and scary. And I tried to not think about it the entire time that like that like we went like on that that the camera was on. The camera was on. You know, it's it's so funny because we go we go we make videos every single week. Yeah, I you know to the very audience of people who are watching us and. And I was really nervous. Oh. I was like, it felt like it felt like being on stage. Like the spotlight came on. You're like, deep breath. We got this. We got this. <gasps> got so it. hopefully we did okay. Yeah. Anyway, but if you were watching the video version of it, this podcast is available wherever podcasts are. Our podcast. Our podcast. Yeah. There needs to I, there needs to be a catchy sentence that is like because podcasts aren't sold, right? Right. You know, it's not like wherever podcasts are sold, like which is what I want to say. Right. Wherever podcasts like, are streamed or downloadable. But I want it to like have that nice, you know, good yeah. ring to it. I Wherever to- podcasts are pod. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever podcasts are monitor. <laughs> Wherever podcasts are pop. Popped. Mm. That's not bad. Getting, you know, yeah. 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 I, I like the idea there. that like if we help initiate this phrase. Yeah. That all other podcasts will adopt it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would like to do. It'll be like, we'll yep. leave our mark, mark on podcasts everywhere. We'll have a Wikipedia article about us, and then the Cave Spring High School Wikipedia page can finally <laughs> list us as a notable alumni. <laughs> Dreams do come true. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen because well, of oh, I don't think we're cross-threading that situation at all, Ben. <laughs> we're threading it beautifully. We are threading it beautifully. We have not reached for the ratchet and just continued to, <laughs> to crank on forward. It. <laughs> these these circumstances have been manipulated perfectly. Perfectly. It's all working out. We would like to give a special thank you to these patrons who support us on Patreon, including Olivia Buckman, Caitlin Kamey, Jason McDaniel, Sarah Frederick, Andrea Guerin, Logan Liphart, Corey Evans, Cade, Peyton Smith, Josh Davies, and Sierra Vigil Trulio. As always, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Yeah. Otherwise, until next week. Pop, pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.